it's Allie Burks, the worship leader for the local church, and you're listening to the Sunday Sermon Podcast featuring sermons from our Sunday liturgy. The local church is a bold and inclusive faith community based out of Chatham County, North Carolina, committed to being with and for one another, our community, and our world. In this time of social distancing, we continue to gather virtually for the work of worship every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. over Facebook Live and YouTube. So wherever you find yourself, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, you have a place at the local church, and we'd love for you to join us. Well, good morning again, friends. Again, welcome to the local church. My name is Brent. I have the great joy of serving as the pastor here, and it is a gift. It is a gift to, to be present in worship with you, uh, to gather for uh, a common purpose at a common time uh, and mark time together. This is how you know it's Sunday. This is how you know what day of the week it is, um, because you are here and uh, we give God thanks for you, uh, for for Allie and for Daniel and Caroline as well, and my pastoral colleagues uh, and friends at Christ UMC uh, in the reading of the scripture. It is a, a beautiful and important morning to gather and lean into what the spirit is doing. One of the things we say every week is that wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever you find yourself, whether you are just dipping your toes into the waters of life and faith, uh, or you are a seasoned veteran, uh, whatever questions you come with, whatever doubts you arrive with, where whether you're, you're, you're full of celebration this morning or your heart is heavy, wherever you are, you belong here and you have a place at the local church. You make us more whole and we give God thanks for you. Our hope each and every week through this time of worship and prayer and singing and song and scripture is that uh, you are equipped and empowered by the Holy Spirit to go into this world and to love where you are, to be the hands and feet of Jesus wherever you find yourself. We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, as the morning uh, unfolds. But uh, suffice it to say, we are so, so glad that you are here. You belong, and we thank God for you. Would you pray with me? God of breath, God of wind, God of fire, fill our lungs now. Spirit, fall upon us, that we might see you, hear you, encounter you in new ways. In the places that we need comfort, oh God, comfort us. In the places we need peace, oh God, grant us that peace. In the places that we need to be stirred up and agitated, perplexed, convicted, repent, make that so as well. Breathe on us, breath of God, that we might exhale your love into the world. Breathe into me, oh God that these words may be glorifying to you. We pray these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, um, last week, Emma, our four-year-old, was riding her plasma car through the house, which is all she does now in this season. From one side to the other, through the kitchen, into the living room, and, and all of a sudden, there was a small crash. Emma's reaction every time is, I'm okay, even before she's really sure, I think, that she's okay. And Natalie and I were in the kitchen, and we waited a beat, and then another, and then we heard Emma shout, everything's back to normal. And to this day, I'm not sure what she ran into or what, if anything, broke, but I'm quite sure that everything is not back to normal. 
Y'all remember March when we thought everything would be back to normal in two weeks? March Brent was super optimistic, super naive, but but it's so indicative for me, at least of this season, because every time I have felt some semblance of control, that control has disappeared. Two weeks turns to eight weeks, turns to 12. Plans end up as a mirage. Ideas that I had slipped through my fingers like sand. That's part of, I think, what has made this season so hard. We don't feel like we can throw our arms around it and control it in the ways that we're so used to. We can't get a grip on it. We had hoped that our plans for the summer would be salvaged. And now we're wondering what the fall is going to look like. Slowly realizing that this fall won't look like last. And we can do our best. And we do, but there's no way to plan for it, right? And, and it leaves us off balance, leaves us decentered de de and disoriented. Certainly, there have been fleeting moments of peace and blessing for you, as I know there have for me. But on the whole, this disorientation and chaos that we have found ourselves in has revealed to us the reality that we are in a new normal. And so the new normal has been our sermon series for the last six weeks. It ends today, not only because it's our reality, but because it's the reality of anyone who encounters Jesus. Things are never the same. And when we come upon these moments of crisis, the questions inside us nag and grow. And through this series, we've been inviting you, inviting us to consider three questions in particular, to create space for three questions. First, in light of our present reality in the time of covid and in our ever-present reality, as followers of Jesus, whose presence and power is with us on this side of the resurrection. As we are pressed into a new normal, first, what do we need to leave behind? Second, what do we take with us? And third, what is the new thing that God is doing in you, in us, among us? Each week through the series, we've been hearing stories from the Bible of people whose encounters with Jesus have thrust them into a new normal. And we've hoped that these stories have helped you to, to think through some of your own responses to these questions. And this week, there's not only a new normal, there's chaos and disorientation. There's decentering. It's the story of Pentecost. As Sarah reminded us and celebrated in our local kids minute, it's the birthday of the church. So happy birthday, friends. Happy birthday, friends. Every time I get a text, by the way, I have to check it to make sure the stream is okay. So that's all that's happening. <laughs> but uh, but last week, uh, last week, if you remember, we marked the ascension. It's the moment when Jesus ascends to heaven to take his place at the right hand of God, transcending time and space, moving from one singular location and one particular time to existing always and everywhere. It's the ascension. In fact, we realized that that makes love where you are possible. We talked about what it looks like to be a witness. We made space to think about how we might move with the disciples from looking up to stepping out. Before Jesus ascends, he also tells his disciples to wait. Before you go, wait. Stay in Jerusalem, he says. Pray. Not many days from now, Jesus says, the Holy Spirit, my presence, will come upon you. And that's where we find them today, on the 50th day after Easter. Today, we celebrate Pentecost. Pentecost literally, literally means 50th or 50 days. It's great marketing. At Pentecost, we celebrate the sending of the Holy Spirit upon the gathered, the birth of the church, the empowering presence of Jesus upon everyone, the breath of God breathing and blowing. And as you heard in the reading that I had the great joy of sharing in with my colleagues and friends from Christ, uh, Christ Church in Chapel Hill, 
As the disciples are gathered together all in one place, there is a sound from heaven like the rush of a violent wind that fills the entire house. And remember, in both Greek and Hebrew, the same word for wind is the same word for breath, which is the same word for spirit. In Hebrew, that word is ruach. Can you say that with me? Ruach. Got to get some phlegm in there. Ruach, right? And in Greek, that word is pneuma. Say that too. Pneuma. Pneuma. Great job. Great job. There's sound like the rush of a violent wind. And if that's not wild enough, divided tongues as a fire appear among them and come to rest on each of them. Totally normal. (laughs) All throughout the Bible, fire is a sign of God's presence. Moses meets God in a burning bush. It's that pillar of fire that leads the Israelites, goes ahead of God's people so they can travel by night in their wilderness wandering. There's wind and there's fire. And then the Spirit gives the disciples the ability to begin to speak in different languages. And Jews from every nation who have gathered there in Jerusalem can understand what they're saying about God's deeds of power. They hear and understand what's being said in their native language. And some were asking, what does this mean? And others said they must be drunk. (laughs) But let's pause here for just a moment. Let's listen again to some of these words that make up our scripture reading this morning. And suddenly from heaven, there came the sound like the rush of a violent wind. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them. The crowd gathered and was bewildered. Amazed and astonished, they asked. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered. Violent, fire, bewildered, amazed and astonished, amazed and perplexed. What does this mean? Others sneered. This week as I sat with this text and scrolled through Twitter and saw breaking news flash across the screen and heard from so many of you too, these words for me leapt off the page. More than 100,000 Americans dead due to COVID. 40 million out of work. Another black man, George Floyd, dead in the streets, killed by a white police officer. Protests and riots across the country. Violence, fire, bewilderment, astonished, perplexed, questions about meaning, sneering. A few weeks ago, we talked about the Holy Spirit as comforter, as encourager. The Holy Spirit is the abiding presence of Jesus with us always. And all of that is true. Yes, 100%. The Spirit will give you the comfort you need, the peace that passes all understanding when you're expecting it and when you're not. But there's another side to the Spirit that is at work here in this Pentecost story and at work in me. The Spirit is holy agitator. The spirit as stirrer and disruptor, the spirit that nags and convicts and troubles and stirs up. There's there's nothing comforting about a violent wind. A gentle breeze, sure, but wind is untamed. Fire can feel nice on a cold night, yes, but it also burns, destroys, and purifies. And it's the spirit's action here that decenters and leaves the people confused and bewildered, and wondering what in the world is going on. 
To be sure, the disciples were expecting the sending of the Spirit. Jesus had told them he was coming, but, but they probably weren't expecting her to come like this. As I sat and prayed, it reminded me this week of the African-American spiritual that I learned in church as a child. Wait in the water, wait in the water, children, wait in the water. God's gonna trouble the water. If it's been hard for you to watch the news like it has for me this week, or if you've needed to just take a break from Twitter, or if you have felt a lump in your throat and shed tears because of another's pain, if you have felt angry or bitter or exhausted inside size, too deep for words, that feeling inside you, that's the spirit. It's the spirit of God stirring in you, troubling the waters within you. That's the spirit that we meet at Pentecost. At Pentecost, the spirit shows up and stirs up, and troubles, and agitates, and comes in holy chaos, and astonishment, and bewilderment, and that same Spirit is present with us now. When the Spirit shows up, and stirs up, and agitates, and we are left wondering what is going on, when our worlds are upended and we're thrust into a new normal, when we realize that any semblance of control and power we had was an illusion, that we are left open, wanting, yearning for, needing some, dependent on the presence and power of Jesus, who has indeed come alongside us, maybe not to throw, our, throw his arms around us in an embrace, though we might need that too, but instead, but instead, to take our heads in his hands, as he says, look, Look, do you see what I'm seeing? Ahmad, Brianna, George, do you hear what I'm hearing? Their cries for help, for justice, cries for breath, for ruah. The same word for spirit is the same word for breath. Wind is the same word for breath. And in receiving the Holy Spirit, the presence and power of Jesus given to the disciples at Pentecost. The breath of God fills their lungs. It's that breath that enables the disciples to speak in other languages, to break barriers and tear down walls that would have otherwise remained between them. It's that same breath that fills the lungs of those who are gathered and, and who hear their native tongues spoken, bringing with it feelings of belonging and being known, of being heard and understood. This is a moment of incarnation, of being with. It's that breath that fills the lungs of Peter who delivers the first sermon, quoting the prophet Joel who announces the good news that God's spirit is poured out on all flesh, the spirit given to sons and daughters and young and old and slaves and men and women. It's good news for everyone, for everyone. It's that same breath that fills the lungs of the 11 who stand with Peter in solidarity, whose very presence preaches too. And church, it's that same breath that has created and recreated and comforted and stirred up again and again and again across time and space to this time and this place right here and right now. It's that same breath that fills your lungs wherever you are, your kitchen, your living room, your office, out on a run, wherever you are. As you breathe in and breathe out, it is the very breath of God moving in and through you. So what does this mean? What does this mean? We have discovered this week 
and throughout the season that, that breath is not something that we can take for granted. What does this mean? Like the disciples, will you learn to speak in other languages? Will you decenter your own experience and your own voice to make room for voices and experiences that have not been privileged and that for far too long have gone unheard? Or will you join the diverse crowd who come from different places with diverse experiences and discover again how there is beauty and particularity and unity and difference and that God's presence is found among all people, poured out on all flesh? Will you use your breath to preach like Peter of visions and dreams of a new day dawning in which racism and white supremacy are eradicated, where systems of injustice have crumbled, of thriving and flourishing for all, regardless of race or creed or gender or sexuality? Or will you use your breath to stand alongside others in solidarity and follow the Spirit's lead in praying and comforting and even agitating? This is who we are, church. This is what Pentecost makes possible. This is who you are. Breathe in. Breathe out. And keep going. This is the new normal. We can't go back. Amen. It's Allie again. If you love what you hear, share this episode or send it to somebody who could use some good news this week. We'd also love for you to leave us a rating and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For more information about The Local Church, visit thelocalchurchpbo.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LocalChurchPBO. Until next time, love where you are.